CEO, my name is Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. I have Neil Jasani, CEO of Beam Alive Corporation, with me today. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Great to be with you, Michael. It is absolutely a pleasure. Give us some background on you and Beam Alive Corporation, what you do, and I have some questions about uh, market conditions, tax consequences, and moving forward, some others. Sure. So I started Bima Life in um, 2007 as actually a technology company. I was hoping that it will become uh, the Expedia of actually financial planning world. Uh, maybe I was ahead of the time or I was not able to build it, but it, that ended up being uh, that more kind of high-end financial planning firm that does the advanced tax planning strategies for the high income earner and high net worth people across the country. All right, give us some idea of current market conditions. So uh, I do believe that uh, market is uh, gonna be volatile uh, as we are uh, seeing the saga unfolded on the TV today and uh, what we have seen uh, throughout the year. So I do believe that uh, the market condition is gonna be volatile, but uh, I'm not looking any recession or any um, dramatic downturn or so. Uh, that's been said, uh, that if you're sitting on a money or you just sold your business and has uh, uh, that extra money to invest or that other any other money, uh, maybe it might be a good idea to hold on on it because you might get the good opportunity in the next couple of years or so. You have a, um, a forecast for the future of American taxes and I'd like to hear it. Sure. So, uh, uh, this is actually a great question and that most people don't understand the history of American taxation and where we are. So if you look at uh, the, uh, the, the American taxation officially become uh, actually permanent under the 16th Amendment in 1913. So if you look at the history of uh, US taxation uh, and in particularly income tax from 1913 until today, if you look at the top marginal tax bracket, uh, it is uh, the 57%. So if you look at until uh, 1980s, we uh, lived in a very high income tax environment. It is the last, if you look at 30, uh, 35 years that we are living in the considerably lower income tax environment. So that's been said that you and I both feel that we are paying too much in taxes and that many high earners, uh, high income earners, obviously, uh, that are the probably paying more than their fair share in the taxation. But if you look at in the historical perspective, then we are living in the essentially lowest income tax environment. Uh, now that uh, the, in terms of future, what we need to look at in the future, 
what we know is uh, that uh, that we are living into the lower income tax environment. That is number one. The second thing we know is the U.S. debt, and uh, that uh, that everybody talks about the U.S. debt. How it is in action mountain. It is actually twenty two trillion years in time. Now. And that uh, that number is also essentially misleading. That does not include the unfunded liability of the U.S. government, uh, the liability of uh, Medicare, Social Security, budget deficit. If you factor in, then it is well over 100 trillion. What does it mean? It means that almost a million dollar debt per taxpayer. So where I'm going with this one is someday somebody has to deal with this debt sooner or later. And there are only two ways to deal with this debt. Either you raise the taxes or you reduce the spending. Now that uh, we know where the government is, even with a Republican president, we were not able to reduce the uh, spending. So only way uh, that we can deal with this one is essentially the raising the taxes. So that's where uh, that I'm thinking that going forward may not be in the next few years, but in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years uh, that we need to deal with the this debt and that uh, the only way we are going to deal with with the more tax high-income earners. Okay. Um, in order to, to put that into perspective and to be able to deal with it, you've got a plan for it. Give us some some insights on what you're what you're telling your clients about how to plan for the eventuality of just a gross increase in taxes as we go forward. Sure. So so that other you want to have the two prone strategy. One is obviously you want to reduce taxes now, and there are some strategies that you can put it in a place to reduce your income now. But at the same time, you don't only want to reduce your income now because we know that one now, we know the history, so we are living into the lower income tax environment. So you want to create the tax-free income for future as well because we don't know. Say that if you're 50 year old, you have another 30 years or that actually 40 years before you say goodbye to this world. So we don't know what would be the tax rate at that time. So you don't want only the tax deferral, but you want to build the tax-free income as well. So I would do is I build the two-prone strategy where I can take as much as deduction now and at the same time create the tax-free income for the future, Michael. What type of vehicles do you see as being really the predominant places to put the money to create the tax-free income going forward? There's a lot of them out there. Sure. Uh, sure, sure. So, so the other, if you look at conceptually, there are only three advanced strategies uh, that you can reduce your taxes now and in the future. One is obviously recategorizing your income. If you're getting W-2, you probably can put into 1099, uh, take the expenses, put it some other strategies, and that is what one way. Or that if you're getting that other uh, actually W-2, you take as a dividend, pay the lower uh, that other uh, actual tax rate. That is one. Second one is to use some uh, employee benefit plans, such as uh, you know, actually 401k defined benefit plan, uh, you know, pension plan that we know. That is for the second one. 
the third strategy, the advanced tax planning strategy, is essentially investment-based. That's where you use the actual real estate or the opportunity zone or some other investment, such as life insurance or some other investment out there. Those are tax efficient. Those are the investment-based strategy that will help you reduce the taxes now and in the future. Good. Um, Neil, uh, I, I think I've gotten everything out of you I could possibly get about this subject. Is there anything that I may have missed in our interview you think is important for our, our audience to take home with them? Yeah, so so uh, only thing that I would like to share is that, uh, that that's what is in my book, uh, you actually win the war for money and success, and that other, what I'm saying, it is the, the, the middle and the high earn paying more than fair share of their income in the taxes uh, because this this folks has uh, you know actually worked hard and they went to good school and they were able to build some good fortune now they are penalizing to pay more in the taxes so yes we should be paying our taxes and that we should be helping the economy and country but at the same time you don't want to pay more than your fair share so there are many strategies that you can actually put it in a place and that uh, there actually is the burden so i would say look for those and i guess that that is what is the last thing i would like to share Neil, thank you for being a guest on our show and, and availing us of the wisdom that you have to help people the way you're helping them. Thank you for having me, Michael. It was absolutely great to be with you. My pleasure. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our app. It's on the homepage of our website, wfn1.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you.